Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Murder Mosos. I'm Day. And I'm Marie. And I'm Ruby. And oh, it's the first episode since Ruby's been married. Wow. I just realized that like right as we started recording. <laughs> On that wife shit. <laughs> How do you feel? How was the wedding? How was everything? The wedding was so great. Um, my tips to everyone, if you're going to have a card box, um, put it by y'all's little front table or somewhere that is in view because people will steal your shit. <laughs> That's the wildest oh, thing. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Look, I'm just telling, but you know what? That didn't take away from how beautiful the day was. We had such an amazing wedding and honeymoon. You know, I still have my speculations on who did it. But that's for another conversation. <laughs> Look, I'm my the thing one that had my speculation. So <laughs> my thing is that the security guard we hired literally was just sitting at the top of the thing the whole time, the whole not time. looking, and he was literally <laughs> drinking. Like he was just chilling. I emailed. I emailed the police department. Yeah, no shock there. The police department and like they still haven't gotten back to me. Like I'm about to send another email and be like, I don't know who I'm gonna get in trouble, but whoever you had there, like. <laughs> Are you surprised? Like they can't. They just really ain't going through shit. At least give me a refund because <laughs> you didn't do shit. <laughs> right. Since someone was able to steal at my event that you were supposed to be watching. But you know what's so sad about that? Is that like y'all really thought out y'all's guest list and personally invited all these people? I'm really still like I still like in the back of my mind I'm hoping that it they're just misplaced somewhere. Me and that too. like one day you just gonna pop up and find them somewhere. Yeah. I'm really hoping that that's what happens. Like our 60th wedding anniversary, we like <laughs> <laughs> pop up. Well, like, shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping for that too because what what sad person would do yeah. that like, like yeah. please the blood sweat and tears i put into this wedding and this is how you're gonna literally you repay, you repay me, me? <laughs> oh speaking of tears i cried didn't plan on that <laughs> oh i was like when oh that was so that really got me that made zach cry that made me cry oh yeah, my, my speech was a tear jerker she killed it yeah i really didn't plan on crying the DJ had to bring me tissue. <laughs> he was cracking. He was cracking me up. Did I tell you when he was coming to get me? I don't think I told you this. So whenever he was coming to get me, uh, to like get me and Austin and your dad to like do our speeches or whatever, he came to my to the table and I was standing next to it talking to my sister. And like he's like talking to me. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looks at my sister. He goes, You are really beautiful. And he's like <laughs> stares at her all awkward and she's like oh thank you and she's like he's she's like I, he's like i'm promise i'm not hitting on you i'm way too old for that but you were just really beautiful <laughs> <laughs> he was, was so funny. funny it was funny but also one detail that i learned today that was apparently the funniest thing ever was during the ceremony apparently um morgan farted like really oh, loud. yeah yeah <laughs> I, I saw you didn't Debbie hear it and she was like no I'm I'm up there getting married I don't like I, I heard it I, I was standing next to you I heard it but because, I'm like focused but bruh apparently she she took a <laughs> shit but 
she farted so loud and i'm pretty sure it's when um your officiant was praying at the end it was like towards the end and i looked up like oh my god like of course my kid debbie and edie were telling me that like they were trying so hard not to laugh and then they turned around and apparently chad was like shaking because he was trying to not laugh out loud like he was like trying to hold it while holding her yeah that's just amazing yeah she i thought i i thought you knew that happened because <laughs> even people even some of the bridesmaids were talking they were like did morgan like <laughs> morgan had to get her two cents into there like, uh, her her and parker just had to parker, parker was a star of the show parker like <laughs> dropped three petals and ran <laughs> she almost and had she, it though she only like... dropped she only dropped the petals towards the end though because she kind of started tripping in it she bumped the thing she wasn't gonna drop nothing she wasn't look it she, was she just at least run. got some out it's okay she's just gonna run and scream that's all <laughs> she did <laughs> she's so cute but it was cute though it worked it worked it was cute yeah everyone was saying they were like in love with her they're like how how is she so cute i'm like fuck i don't know it's just amazing right she looks like her mommy (laughs) you know that's how you know um also the lady i can't remember her name but the lady that was like the star of the reception yeah getting everybody up to dance and stuff that was fun i won't name her name since she's like i remember her name now that i said it but i'm not gonna say her name but she was a blast in a glass she Ooh. her and parker were the stars of the stars of the wedding i didn't want any attention on me and they really took it and i love it <laughs> it's what i want bruh. Bruh, yeah she was did you see that lady read before you left no nah, um really was just focused on making it home safely <laughs> you know, yeah because ruby since, got married in the ruby fucking boonies texas chainsaw massacre uh <laughs> home uh it was it was very dark and like the closest hotel was 25 30 30 minutes minutes. away it was 30 minutes away from the venue by the time we got to our hotel chad was like we should have just gone home (laughs) like we should just we could have made it like kept going just a few minutes man i was shook driving home i was just like and I, I know the wind that, on the way steering that, wheel, like oh, it was pitch black. Yeah, I know shit. the way that you went home. You didn't get to know civilization for it probably until well, you got home. Yeah, it took forty <laughs> minutes, like forty. Yeah. It was fifty minutes to get home, but it took like forty minutes before you could see civilization. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, dude, if I get into an accident and I go knock on somebody's door, I'm pretty sure they're gonna say, "Ain't no black supposed to be out here." <laughs> So I was, <laughs> I was <shook. laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. God. Tell you. Honestly, I was like, why did I come by myself? What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> Look, I just love you so much. But it was beautiful. It was truly, it was truly beautiful. It was. And you looked amazing. And Zach's hair was fully quaffed. And. <laughs> It looked like even a hurricane wouldn't have been out of movie. He has great hair. He's got a great head of hair. That's the like everyone tells him that he does. He he does. 
Yeah, you know, and Ree, now that you've seen her dress, remember how she wanted long sleeves and yeah. all that? Like oh, her dress was she perfect. You look crazy. That dress was. Plus, plus, it was hot. It was hot for an October <laughs> wedding. It was, I was going to pass toasty. out. I hope all the like family and group pictures turn out great because when I tell you, I was fucking done after like. <laughs> I would by the time like they were taking so many like individual with like his family at one point I was like just looked over at my parents and I was like round up the troops we're taking like one mom's side of the family dad's side of the family I'm not no I don't need a fucking like individual with everyone except Mima. I got an individual with Mima, and that's all that matters yeah. but yeah everyone else I was like no love y'all but mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm gonna pass out yeah so. the freaking <laughs> the photographers had the bridal party just in the in the chapel just chilling i was like i'm gonna die like (laughs) it was yeah i felt like the only like that was like the only bad thing that happened was like the photographer's timing with everything i know she was great so far the pictures are amazing but But i'm like get it together i also forgot of like i i started remembering a lot of the pictures that i wanted that like she like she forgot that I had on there but that's fine it's okay you, you know, don't think about it then but you still got some good pictures though you still got some yeah no she's an amazing photographer I'm cracking up at that picture of us getting like around your dress and how Parker <laughs> walked up and just grabbed the back of your dress or whatever. I'm getting involved <laughs> that's, that's my kid so good she's just like her father gotta <laughs> But we went right into it, y'all. What are what are we drinking today? I'm drinking my trusty Stella Rosa. Me too. My new work cup. I'm oh, drinking Stella uh, pineapple. I'm drinking pineapple. I'm just oh. drinking black Stella black. I think. Well, I didn't get that memo, so I'm drinking a Bud Light seltzer. You are a seltzer gal. Go. They're good, on the, they're good on the seltzer. she cannot i cannot fuck with it you know what you <laughs> might like you might like the truly um punches have you tried one of those well, i probably punch that shit down some steps no, no they don't <laughs> i think i think for a seltzer they're definitely like it's it's they're more like wine coolery to me okay so no, you might, might like it because even my granny liked it when she tried one <laughs> so if she likes it i think you could you could stomach it so we'll see the work <laughs> um but i guess this episode we'll just do ruby's wedding is gonna be for everybody okay <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened to everybody so yeah <laughs> such a beautiful day beautiful bride beautiful couple oh one more thing that i did want to mention so Ray, you know how Brandy walked in before me? Mm-hmm. So she turns to me and she goes, mm, that man is fine. And I said, who? She goes, bitch, Zach. <laughs> you mean the girl? Like, you know what I mean? And Ruby was like right there, but Ruby didn't hear her. So she goes, mm, that man is fine. <laughs> this day with homie and I'm just like, you know what? That's okay. I've always said if something happens to me, I'll have Brandy to take care of. <laughs> Lord. But I guess we can get right into it. Um, who wants to go first? Ruby, let's 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 oh, okay. Mrs. Hetzel go, go first. 
Sorry. New last name alert. New last name alert. <laughs> I feel like she never goes first though either. <laughs> well, it's crazy because I was like, maybe alert. I'll say me. You read my mind. I don't know. This story is pretty crazy. So, okay. so buckle yeah, it'll be a good guys. Buckle up. Buckle up. Safety first. Um. Okay. So we'll see if I pronounce these names right. I don't care. So you're not going to. You never. <laughs> I feel like I will though because it's it's yeah it's Jansen. It's the last name. Like okay. Yeah, I said it right. Okay. We're fine. Um, so shortly after 12 15 p.m. <laughs> on May 7th, 2015, Randy Jansen from British Columbia, Canada. So we're we're up our north where our north neighbors are, whatever the fuck. Um, he posted a kind of weird message on Facebook. I mean, weird is an understatement to what the post was, but this is what I said. Over the last 10 days, I have done some of the worst things I could have ever imagined a person doing. First to do with my dear, sweet, loving daughter, Emily, the best little girl two parents could ever hope for. She was talented and smart and filled our hearts with her, with her laughter. She was always willing to help with a smile, even when she was feeling lousy. So he went on to explain that his 19-year-old daughter, Emily, had stopped doing almost everything she enjoyed because she was suffering from migraines. So he said that she had missed two years of college and suffered from depression because of them. So he continues to say in the post, um, Emily had tried everything um, to get better, but nothing seemed to help her. I took a gun and shot her in the head. And now she is migraine free and floating in the clouds on a sunny afternoon. Her, Get her, the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. That, that's exactly what you were about to do to me. And, um, what but wait fuck? for it, but wait for it. Okay. So, She's yeah. So he says, migraine free. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. So then he says, like, her long, beautiful brown hair flowing in the breeze, a true angel. So then he keeps going. Speaking of his wife, Laurel, then I shot Laurel because a mother should never have to hear the news her babies has died. <sighs> then he said that a couple of days later, he shot and killed his sister, Shelly, because he did not want her to have to live with the shame of what he had done. So that's where we're at. You would have just made it easy on everybody if you just killed yourself. Like, and well, only but like for it. only i'm just like what why did you think yeah so when um so obviously when one of his friends read it they were like um and called the police um so they set up a 150 meter parameter around the family's home and closed off the street they'd been able um, they had been unable to get um, into the house because he he was inside and they feared that, you know, he was armed and dangerous. A SWAT team arrived on scene armed with assault rifles while other officers shouted, officers shouted at Randy to surrender and come outside. At around 7 p.m., a loud pop could be heard and then the house exploded with Randy inside. Moments later, black smoke just filled the whole house um firefighters firefighters rushed to the scene to extinguish the flames 
Inside, they found the lifeless bodies of Emily, Laurel, and Randy, who had set a fire and then ended his own life. Um, the second crime scene would dis was discovered at his sister Shelly's house, um, where obviously her, she, her body was. Um, so Emily had been a former student, an instructor at a performing arts school. She really wanted to be an opera singer. And like, that's why she got depressed because like all of her migraines and stuff were just like messing with her too much. And she actually suffered with them since elementary school. Um, she, so as recently as April 22nd, her mom had posted um, information from a migraine support group on her Facebook page. Um, and Emily herself posted frequently about it too. Um, on April 24th, she posted on Twitter, whenever I start to feel sorry for myself, I just thank God I'm still alive. I complain about all the pain, but at least I'm here to feel it. I read that and I was like, fuck Randy. I'm upset. I know. So the month beforehand, she posted that no doctor could figure out what was wrong with her. And then she posted life is the biggest waste of time. Um, while like they said like some of her posts were obviously like all filled with like despair, but like I have, I have at least like a migraine a year. And let me tell you, I could not imagine like suffering from constant migraines. I could a not, week. A week. I could not do that. Mm -mm. I have them like a week, every week. You have them every week? Yeah. I used to go see a headache specialist and everything, but I don't How anymore do you because you're like I don't. No, I just I used to take like fifty thousand medica medications. I used to, I used to get all kind of stuff, but now it's just like whatever, man. Whatever, I can go a day. I'm sorry though, because it's. It's awful. I mean, the one that I'll have a year, I am like, no, just shut it all down. <sighs> well, um, well, at least my dad's not fucking Randy. <laughs> thank <Jeez>. God. <laughs> I know. Thank God. Um, so Laurel, the mom had been a huge support for her daughter and like on social media, she would do all the talk about migraines like be in support groups to try and help with stuff um a couple of days after the murder there was um like a huge service because Shelly the sister and the family were like founding members of this church their like grandparents were and so everyone was just was there and just sad and it was just a lot so following the murder suicide um obviously the nation was just in horror over this. So the fact that Randy could kill his entire family and then post about it in such a public forum um, in a bid to justify, which is truly just, just disturbing to some people. Um, he had even signed it off with Love Daddy-O, which was his signature nickname, which I hate. He was I a little bit dad, of a jackass. He I call like him really my dad Daddy-O. Like, how are you going to sign, like signing off Daddy-O? But he acted like he was doing everybody a favor. Man, you know what? I want to do something sweet for, for my daughter and I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, do something horrible to her. Like, come, what the fuck, Randy? Randy fucked up. So um, his friend Brian Jones said that Randy deeply loved his daughter, but he was consumed by the thought of her suffering from these migraines. 
so his friend was like, it consumed him, it really did. Um, but all of his friends obviously were like, um, this man wouldn't do something like that, that's crazy. I mean, obviously he did, but they were like, that's just unlike him. Um, so the following year, a series of coroner's, coroner's reports um, into the murder-suicide would be released with the order of events um, leading up to the tragedy. While Randy had posted his confession on Facebook on May 7th, it was believed that Emily and Laurel were murdered um, by him on April 28th. The coroner had reached his, this conclusion based both off of Randy's confession and then the state of decomposition that both bodies were found in. Um, they believed that Shelly was murdered on May 5th. So the fire had completely engulfed the family's home, making it impossible to enter until three days later. Inside, they found the bodies of Emily, Laurel, and Randy in three different locations within the home. Both Emily and Laurel had been shot twice, and Randy had died from a self-inflicted gunshot from a long barrel gun. Um, he was found in bed with the charred remains of the weapon resting between his legs. Shelly was also found with two gunshot wounds, and her body had been covered by blankets in her home. Um, the coroner mentioned Emily's migraines, but didn't say anything else about it. He reported that Randy was um, not seeing a psychiatrist at the time of the murder-suicide, and there was no known history of homicidal or suicidal ideation. Um, in 2014, he had reported mild sleep disturbances as well as psychosocial stress to his um, family doctor, and he attributed the stress to the migraines that Emily had been suffering. And that is that. I'm really just upset that he really thought he was doing everybody a favor. I know. But I digress. He's like, so I did this for her. Fuck you, Randy. That's all I have to say. Three. Would you like to go next? No. All right, kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Graham Young, um, aka the teacup poisoner, aka St. Albans poisoner. Um, that's what he did. He was a poisoner. Um, so like he was doing this shit like as a kid, like a, a young kid, like 14. He was out here poisoning folks. Poison his daddy, his sister, his dad's wife. It was, he was using thallium and antimony. Um, a teacher became concerned because he kept always asking about different poisons and stuff. Um, and his sister and dad kept getting sick, like wildly sick, like diarrhea, hair falling out, just all kind of shit. So um, the police were called. He was charged with um, administering poison to his father, his sister, a school friend, and he was detained and sent to Broadmoor Hospital, which I'm assuming is like a mental health facility. So he goes in at 14, 1962 in 1971. They were like, oh, you know what? He's totally rehabilitated let Graham free and they did so um he ends up finding a job as like a shop at a, it's like a store I don't know 
anyway he's oddly enough his sister even let him come and live with her after he was released poisoning ass boy can't come stay with me but i i'm not her i'm not her um so with it it didn't take his ass long to start playing with the poisons again so um he went to get some poison from john bill a store but they were like no we we can't sell that to you buddy sorry and they needed like basically a prescription he didn't have so he um ends up going somewhere else where they actually let him purchase it he what did he do he like (laughs) he stole it and got some uh 25 grams of antimony potassium tartrate um I feel he later what is that bitch I don't even think I had chemistry (laughs) 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 I don't even think I had chemistry I'm gonna be honest with you um (laughs) definitely had zoology I had a lot of things but chemistry I don't think I did and if I did do it I ain't do it you understand what I'm saying if I did I didn't do it um (laughs) so getting a steady flow of this antimony stuff and uh he goes to he's, he's working at this store and he's doing training courses and he's staying at a hostel and he befriends this gentleman named trevor and starts poisoning trevor so basically he kind of likes to see how people's bodies react to these drugs that he gives them like that's what he gets a kick out of it's like seeing them violently fucking ill and um yeah so that's what was happening so it's diarrhea pins and needles in the leg pain in the testicles and sometimes it causes well a lot of the times that he did it it caused impotency in the people that ended up surviving his little shits um trevor had got so sick during a football match that he had to leave the game and nobody was able to figure out we don't know maybe it's kidney infection maybe it's a bowel infection maybe it's a urinary tract infection maybe it's a stomach infection wasn't none of that shit (laughs) he was getting poisoned so he ended up never being able to play football again so now he goes so now what So now Graham moves on and he's working as an assistant storekeeper at um, a lab. Hmm. Um, The company actually made this drug called thallium bromide iodide. It was for infrared lenses. Um, But they didn't keep it at the site, which was probably disappointing to him because he thought he was going to have a lot of access to it. and he lied on his application and told him that he studied chemistry and toxicology. And he told he told them that his lack of employment was, and this is like in the 70s or whatever, so nobody's, you know, you can't fucking go to the internet. Um, he told them that he didn't, he had been unemployed for so long because he was in a car accident and um, had a nervous, no, he had a nervous breakdown after his mother was in a car accident. 
So nobody knew that he already had a history of poisoning people. So he was hired and his probation officer never visited him at work. So nobody knew. Um, so his new coworkers could kind of see something off in him. Like he would be like to himself and then sometimes he'd be extremely excited and happy. Um, but during his breaks, which would have definitely set some alarms off in me, he would read books about Nazis and other famous murderers. Don't go through my Google search. But um, <laughs> they said he was not like talkative unless people start talking about like murderers and serial killers and stuff. <laughs> Um, his job, which should not have been his job, was to collect drinks and pass them out. And each employee had their own mug. And um, so he knew who he was poisoning when he was poisoning them. So he didn't even wait that long. He wasn't working there that long before he poisoned his co-workers. Um, First, it would be like people who kind of irritated him a little bit. Like, uh, you get my fucking nerve. <laughs> All you do is tell. You know what? I'm going to sprinkle a little some shit. So um, he slipped the poison. He usually used antimony or thallium. And he would put it in their tea or coffee. This is England, so tea. Um, so they would, again, have the vomiting, the stomach pains, nausea. And then they would just think it was like a flu or something. And they start calling it the Bovingdon bug because they assume since we're all sick, it must be the same thing. And none of the doctors know what we have because he would give it to them like, so he would give it to them for like a few days and then they would be like deathly ill. And then he would stop or because they were out from work, they would get better. So they would be like, oh yeah, guess it's the food. And then they take their ass back to work and get sick again. So his first victim was Bob Eggle. And Bob was off for like seven days with diarrhea and severe stomach pains. Um, he took a week off and he was feeling better. And then he got back to work and then he got the lethal dose in his afternoon tea. Um, they said his like he deteriorated like super fast um he had numbness in his fingers and feet so they moved him to the intensive care unit and then paralysis set in and then old punk ass graham was acting like he was concerned like oh my god is bob okay i hope bob's okay can i come check on bob like doing all that silly shit he ended up and bob ended up dying um and they did an autopsy, still didn't find the poison. So they said he died of polyneuritis, which was not a fact. It was not a fact. So, we, as, so he moves on and kills David Tilson and Jethro Bat. Well, he poisoned them. Tilson recovered. But he was left, what? Impotent. Um, that's really, that's really horrible. So then he um, did 
Fred Biggs. He was a 56 year old counselor. And he worked, he was, he only worked there part time. It's like, damn, I'm just coming here to just get a little extra change. Now I came up in here and fucking got poisoned. Um, he gave him three doses of thallium acetate in his tea. By the next day, he was already sick. He had chest pains and couldn't walk. Um, they admit him into the hospital and they thought he had something wrong with his damn nervous system. He couldn't even speak. Like by, towards the end, he couldn't even speak. His skin started to peel off. And here come grandma's again. Oh my God, is he okay? Calling the man's wife. Check, trying to check on him through his wife. Like, what is wrong with you? So, um, that was, I think that's the last person that he was able to um, put enough poison in to kill him. So the management at the company was like, damn, we done lost like four fucking employees in like six months or so. And they were like, well, what is it? Like, what could it be? Like people were like, oh, you know, it's just a little bug. Uh, and then they were like, hey, we know what? Graham, he be here, but he ain't never sick. Maybe he has the bug, but he ain't never sick though. So. They were like, hmm. So they started doing a little investigating, called the police. The police was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Graham, yeah. Yes, he's been arrested before when he was a kid. Yes, that is a fact. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, arresting him. They had no, like, proof. They went to the house, picked him up or whatever. So when they got to the, when they got to his house, he had swastikas everywhere, pictures of Hitler and Nazis, and he had a detailed diary of how he felt when he was poisoning people. He was like, "Oh man, I really didn't want to kill him, but you know, a little too much medicine that time didn't mean to give him so much." Like, he wrote all this shit down in a diary, like a real weird. Like, oh, damn, Bob. I didn't mean to take you out yeah. like that. And that's I what just... he said. And, like, that's the type of stuff he was saying in the diary. Like, this shit. Really wasn't trying to do Mary like that, but she had pissed me off earlier in the day. I ain't really, but hey, it is what it oh, is. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so <laughs> the police, he, he confessed to um, poisoning uh, Eagle, Biggs, Bat, Till. He confessed to fucking poisoning all of them then he was like oh yeah and i also poisoned my stepmom you guys thought that she died in a car accident but really i poisoned her um so april gotcha so he goes to um he's charged with like two counts of murder two counts of attempted murder they did i don't know why they didn't um charge him with his stepmom because he confessed but they did um Honestly, they ended up policy. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So it only took them one hour and 38 minutes to find him guilty of the attempted of the yeah, the attempted murder and the murder. Um, he was acquitted of something else. The grave bodily harm or whatever. He was acquitted of that. Um Oh, I thought he was sentenced. He was like acquitted of everything. 
Oh hell no. He's he's going down down. Um he ended up getting life. And then he they were gonna send him back to the mental health facility, but he was like, nah, you know what? Just go ahead and send me to prison. And they did. So he goes to prison and <laughs> he figures out how to make fucking poison while he's in there. So they have to move him to a different end of the what prison. The like, what the fuck? fuck? So they move him and he ends up meeting a friend and their friends in prison and they discuss all kind of um, serial killers and whatnot. But um, he ends up dying in prison in 1990 at the age of 42. I'm pretty sure he probably poisoned himself, but they said that he died from a myocardial infarction. But I'm pretty sure he probably found some way to poison himself so he didn't have to fucking stay in prison for the rest of his life. Maybe he just like couldn't ig- ignore the fucking intrusive thoughts of him to poison people. Because good God. Who just like has a desire to like, and then you go to prison and figure out how to make prison? <laughs> right. That's crazy. Wild, wild, wild. Well. At least he decided that enough was enough. <laughs> it's like, I'm tired of my own shit now. <laughs> right. I'm tired of my own shit. Probably peeled some shit off the wall, mixed it with some metal. He probably did all kind of shit. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, well, this week I'm going to be talking about uh, Robert Hansen. He's known as the Butcher Baker. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So uh, as a kid, he was uh, one of those that was really shy and he had a stutter and severe acne, which caused him to be bullied and which also caused him to not get attention from girls. So he grew up hating women and fantasizing about cruel revenge, cruel revenge toward women. Um, In 1957, he enlisted in the Army Reserve. He served one year before he was discharged. Um, and then he decided to become a police academy instructor and got married in 1960. Um, on December 7th, I did not put the, put the year, but we're going to assume it's 1960. Um, he was, he was arrested for, uh, burning down a school bus garage. Uh, it was the same school district that he went to school in. Um, and he did that as revenge for being bullied. So he decided to burn some school buses. So oh. he was sent to the three school years. buses are who was picking on him. The buses were picking on <laughs> <Right>. him. <laughs> Get it. Got it. Good. Um, so he was sentenced to three years, but he only served 20 months. Um, but while he was in in jail, he was diagnosed as bipolar with periodic schizophrenia, um, with periodic schizophrenic episodes. Um, his wife at the time went ahead and divorced him while he was in jail, so that she didn't have to deal with his ass. Me too. Me too. So yeah, <laughs> and she got out good because um, over the next few years, he was in and out of jail for mostly petty theft. Um, but in 1967, he moved to Anchorage, Alaska with his second wife. They had two kids. His neighbors really liked him. He was winning like all these um, like uh, hunting 
competitions and stuff like that. So in December of 1971, he was arrested twice, once for abducting and attempting to rape a woman and then one for uh, raping uh, another woman. Uh, He was sentenced to five years in prison for that. He only served six months and was released on a work program and released to a halfway house. For raping? Raping two people. So he just, okay. Yeah. 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 And like I said before, he had been in and out of jail already for random shit. Um, in 1976 he pled guilty to larceny and he was sentenced to five years for that um, and was required to receive psych treatment but the good old alaska supreme court reduced his sentence and he was released on time served for that maybe the coldness <laughs> was fucking with their brains or something it gotta be something because i'm i'm it doesn't compute with me. I'm sorry. Um, but they think that he started killing around 1972. So he kind of had the same MO for everybody. Um, he would pick up sex workers. He would force them at gunpoint into his cabin. He would then rape them. Then he would fly them. I guess he had a plane or some shit. He would uh, fly them to a secluded area and he would hunt them like before shooting and then he would shoot them or stab them and i'm pretty sure there was an episode of criminal minds about him or loosely based off of him because i feel like i've seen something um but he would basically be like go ahead go ahead and go and he would hunt them down and kill them um so well one... honestly because like you know you're not getting out but speaking of there was one you're gonna make me run away. at the last part of my life are you fucking kidding me <laughs> there was one person that got away um in 1983 and she was able to describe her attacker um and she he had her and he was putting her in the um he was he was she was in the car and he was getting stuff ready to like put in the plane and she somehow got out of the car and like took out running and she some guy ends up picking her up and took her back to her hotel and like she's like asking them to call her boyfriend and like she still had like handcuffs on her and all kinds of shit and they just like blew her off but they ended up calling the police and the police got there and she's sitting in her room like alone still with the handcuffs and stuff on and so she tells them what happened um and they knew like this guy had been in and out of jail but like he's so like at the same time he's kind of under the radar so like he wasn't their first thought for this um and then at the time uh, the police were investigating several bodies that had been found and it got to the point where they had to contact the fbi for help and the fbr the fbr the fbi (laughs) profiler he uh pretty much described him as the person so um they end up uh, he, Robert ends up becoming their number one suspect. Uh, they uncovered uh, belongings of missing women, uh, mostly jewelry, things like that. Um, they, he also had a map that had 37 little X marks on it. And yeah. many of those X's matched where some of the bodies had been found. Um, 
he tried to say that he didn't do it but they ended up bringing all this evidence to him so he just started confessing and was like yeah i did that i did that oh damn you got that one okay yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but he tried to make it seem like it was the women's fault that he killed them man they always do you yeah but anytime his... a man does something to a woman, he uh, immediately, well, she shouldn't have. <laughs> well, I was just. Um, his his victims ranged um from age sixteen to forty one, and um, it's believed that he killed at least seventeen women. It could be closer to like thirty plus that he actually killed, um, and. I think, and people are speculating that all those exes on that map is probably somebody that he killed or somebody he at least raped or something like that. Um, but he only ended up getting charged with four of the murders, even though he confessed to 17. Um, and he was sentenced to 461 years without parole. Um, but he died at the age of 75 on August 21st, 2014. So, yeah. Ooh. Oh, I did fail to mention that his second wife also divorced him <laughs> as well. They didn't really say, okay. I didn't really get any information about his kids. I wonder, like, where are they now type shit, you know? Definitely hiding. Definitely don't want anybody to know that's their Paul. <laughs> He be killing me when you say Paul. Lord. Well, Reed, do we have any uh, bonus material this week? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, (laughs) who wants to go to Afghanistan? Okay, so. um... (laughs) All right now. So, Afghanistan, uh, when the Taliban ruled from 1996 to 2001, these are some of the things that you could absolutely positively not fucking do. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't watch TV because it was an insult to Islam. Men could not shave their beards because it was written in the Quran and the prophet himself had a beard. So guess what, fella? If you can't grow one, you better figure it out. You better figure you know it out. I, I would be okay with that rule here because because Zach's been threatening me to cut off his beard, and I'm like, look, 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 look. <laughs> no shave November, okay? No shave November. Um, you cannot listen to music. You couldn't fly kites because it was considered a distraction from the path of Allah. Okay. Keeping birds. You cannot keep a bird. If they found you keeping birds, you would be punished and the birds would be killed. Just birds? Like nothing else? You can't just set it free so it can go somewhere? Let me tell you. It's not there? As a person (laughs) who has been to these types of countries, these people do not be fucking playing. I need y'all to understand. They would like warn us. Listen, please, please, when you guys go off base, please, please don't do anything. We cannot help you. <laughs> please. Because they do shit like you walking down the street and you like giggling and being goofy and shit. They will smack the shit out of you. Like they, some of the, the people that carry sticks will smack the shit out of you. Like 
it's not a game. That's why it's so funny when Americans complain about things because you know, like if you've been somewhere else where it's no games being played, you yeah. are like, please stop whining. You really don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So um, you couldn't lead, read any objection, like ob- objectional literature. Like you could, you could be executed. I remember um, we couldn't take the Cosmo magazine. Like we couldn't take the magazine with us. Mm-hmm. This is when, like you know, it wasn't really you know you didn't have a inner. You had a phone, but you know, no, you didn't have a fucking iPhone like this. And so, like you take magazine, you couldn't take the fucking Cosmo. You couldn't take the King magazine, Smooth magazine. Like couldn't take none of that shit because it'd be some problems. Um, they couldn't have internet and women could not go out alone. She had to have a man with her and it had to be like a man, a male relative. Mm-hmm. And then motherfucker said, ain't no Labor Day. We don't celebrate no Labor Day. Don't do it. We don't do it here. We labor. <laughs> we labor. Okay. <laughs> Get into it. That's it, Afghanistan. Um, I'm pretty sure they're probably gonna head back to those rules here soon. Lord. So I suggest that's not somewhere you put on your trip list. You're oh. welcome. Wow. <gasps> well, that's been another week of Murder Moses. I hope y'all enjoyed. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, Twitter, tell your friends, listen to us, all that good stuff. And we will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.